Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll hear music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. today this song was released and started a whole new chapter in the British book of rock music is she really going out with him today, after I've been up to St John's Church for the Beckenham and West Wickham Model Railway Exhibition, I'll be getting the tram into Croydon for the Art 
that Punk built around the entrance to the former Greyhound pub at the end of St George's Walk opposite the now closed for refurbishment Fairfield Horse as it's going to be transformed with historic and contemporary artwork that commemorates the 40th anniversary of the release of the just heard New Rose by the Damned. The walls of St George's Walk and the windows of the old Nestle building are going to be covered in a montage of old and new artwork from record sleeves, badges and posters dating back to 1976 two modern interpretations of punk ethic created by today's artists. Obviously, next week's show will have a full account of what was what and who was and wasn't there. A band who still live in the early to mid-1970s are the Admiral Sir Cloudly Shovel. Looking back, I think the only thing about that period of British history that was any good was the music. Three-day week, dustman on strike, with the streets literally piled hard with rubbish, bodies going unburied, Flares, or as my mother told one of my school teachers, that my non-regulation flared trousers weren't actually flares, they were just narrower across the knee. No wonder punk happens. Anyway, The Shovel's third album, Keep It Greasy, was released a couple of weeks ago on Rise Above Records. I've already played you the lead track that has been taken from it in the shape and form of Tired and Wired. Keep It Greasy picks up from the band's last album, Check 'em Before You Wreck 'em, left off still sounding the oral equivalent of stumbling into an 18-year-old male's bedsit in 1973, but without sounding like a horse is being flogged. Subsequently, here is... The first track from the new album, You Got What I Need.
Following straight on after the Admiral Sir Cloudless Shovel were the Mobs, that's Mob with two Bs, who, even though the latest just released album Piffle is their fifth, up until a few days ago, I knew nothing of their existence. The song you just heard was Annie Mae. Again, like the Shovel, they seem to be yearning for the early to mid-1970s, coming across like an urgent Wilco Johnson band that just so happens to have Joe Strummer on vocals. Unfortunately, for me... Their next London date is on the 19th of November, the same day, albeit Reckless Love. Out loud, that sounds plain wrong. Uh, so what else have I got in store for you this week? In a moment, some live Chuck Mosley with a backstory about audience chatting through gigs and a brand new track from Flame Pilots, which is so new that what you will hear isn't even the final mix. But as they've just been nominated for next year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, here's some Bad Brains and the Amiga Session version of I Against I. that Joe Public had a say on who was allowed into the Hall of Fame. I only found out when my Facebook timeline became awash with a vote for the MC5, as they are also on the list of nominees. As much as I like the bad brains, it's safe to say without the five, there'd be no damned, no helicopters or any guitar-based rock as we know it. And if I hadn't played Kick Out The Jams on last week's show, I would have played you the bad brains interpretation on this week's. For a couple of years, from about 91, 92, Chuck Mosley, formerly vocalist with Faith No More, but you knew that already, was the vocalist for the Bad Brains. And I was lucky enough to see him in this guise at the marquee on Charing Cross Road, where blistering versions of Love Song and Second Time Around were played. The only other time I've seen Chuck live was uh, when he played the marquee in Wardour Street with Faith No More back in February 1988. So I was surprised when a few months ago, Chuck announced a UK tour, a reasonably sized one at that. 
The London date was up at the Dome at Tufnell Park on the 10th, but as it was a Monday, and the next day I would be getting up at 4.30 for work, I took the Canterbury option that was on the 14th at the Lady Luck, as it was a Friday. Picking up Andy from Fear and Loathing en route. The Lady Luck is a pub that doubles at a venue. There's no stage, tables and chairs are cleared away to make room. The gig, understandably, was sold out, with Chuck literally only inches away from the front row. Andy and I had positioned ourselves to his right side down, right side on, but um, we were behind the PA, and although this is, was an acoustic affair, I knew I wasn't going to hear anything, so I gave up sight for sound and moved into the middle. Now, when I go to a gig, it's to hear the band or artist printed on the ticket. Sometimes the gig involves socialising, but that's kept beforehand and after the band comes on, or if I'm just going to socialise at the bar. I do not start talking about the price of fish while watching the band in earshot of the audience. As I said, Chuck was playing an acoustic show, which meant he should have been met with hushed silence during his numbers, applause and cheering between them, and at a push, quiet singing along. You probably worked out this wasn't the case. People around me, within touching distance to Chuck, were generally talking amongst themselves. Obviously... This was rather off-putting, so much so, I had to leave after the first 15 minutes. Listen, for, this is the first number.
I think you'll agree that was a pretty poor show from people who had spent a tenner to allegedly see Chuck perform, and a lot of respect. Now, I didn't go back and see Mikhail sulking. It was Friday night, and I wanted some rock action enjoyment. And if the Lady Luck crowd were going to be preventing me from having it, uh, then I had to find an alternative source. Fortunately for me, friend of the show and Squirrel Associate Art Rights Band, Flame Pilots, were also playing in Canterbury that night. So I made my way up the high street, taking a left to Club Burrito. In hindsight, what I should have done was left my trusty digital recorder going, giving a running commentary from one gig to the other. But obviously I didn't. Uh, as I got nearer to the venue, I could hear that the band were already in full flight. Of course, Artwright did a double take when he saw me, as I was 60 miles from where he thought I should be, and not the 60 yards that I was. The good thing about Club Burrito is they have some... Comfy armchairs dotted around the side of the venue, one of which I secured and was able to sit back, relax and enjoy the show without hearing what my fellow gig-goers had had for dinner or watched on the idiot box the day before. Unfortunately though, 20 minutes after I'd been sitting comfortably, two young ladies arrived, both with dresses too short and heels too high, and decided after a fair amount of dancing in front of the stage to get on it and try and join frontman Fuse in vocal duties. Shouting, pouting and whistling does not constitute singing. And to give Fuse his dues and to save them from further embarrassing themselves, uh, he gently eased them off the stage with his elbow while still singing and playing his guitar. Mind you, it wasn't long before he himself was off the stage rocking about leaving the behemoth of the bass John to step up to the mic and finish off the song. I left before Flame Pilots encore as I didn't want Andy thinking that I'd left him stranded. Chuck was still acousticking away through the chatterers when I returned, and after the bongo intro to We Care A Lot, it was all over. Andy didn't even realise I'd bailed. It, it seems he got into a verbal altercation with a couple who were talking throughout um, the beginning of the set. They didn't believe that their raised voices were spoiling for others, until the others in question told them otherwise. It could have been worse though, as Tony Slug, he of the Nitzwitz and the Hydromatics, who is currently guitarist to Cheetah Chrome's knobs, was in Rotterdam when a woman jumps on stage, grabs the microphone, starts screaming, pisses in her pants, still sings the rest of the song before jumping back in the crowd. Sadly, this was all captured on film. Moving back to Flame Pilots, their debut LP is currently being mixed by bassist John with uh, just some additional overdubs to record. The finished product should be with us once Christmas is over and done with. Uh, to bookend my Canterbury tale, I wanted, obviously, to play a track by them. Uh, it's still too early to wheel out their anti-festive song, and although their 2010 demo is good, uh, it doesn't represent where the band are now. Luckily for me... John sent over a rough mix of one of Arkwright's compositions, My Own Effigy, open brackets, Mungo's Revenge, close brackets, for your delectation. Being so close to Arkwright, I thought an honest appraisal of the song would be hard, you know, friendship, clouds, judgment and all that. Luckily, for all concerned, the song is strong enough to plough through all that. I love it. I love the playing, I love the production, and I'm looking forward to the Gatefold double vinyl album. Hashtag wishlist.
Facebook band comes from Rebel Flesh, courtesy of one of the punk Facebook pages that I follow. What caught my eye and prompted me to contact drummer Michael was in the bands that they liked. The Damned, Misfits, Dead Boys, Plasmatics, Johnny Thunders and the Ramones. Of course, anyone can like these bands and sound nothing like them. But it's an attention grabber that has to deliver. Fortunately, Rebel Flesh deliver in spades that just so happen to be leaning up against gravestones in the band's local cemetery. Michael sent me a wealth of tracks for me to peruse, which uh, sadly I've only scratched the surface off. The latest album, Up All Night, uh, which was released at the beginning of the month, I believe is also the soundtrack to the independent horror film 8-Bit Bloodbath. Film soundtracks seem to be a trend as Rebel Flesh also crop up on the barns with the song Harvest, which uh, was also made into a video for said film.
this week to Argentina. South American fans are known to be nuts about their music as the Rush in Rio DVD and Marky Ramone's videos are testament too. First up, it's Bad Motherfuckers Club, who are obviously not interested in any Radio 1 airtime. From their latest album, Overrated, which if you are a tightwad is free to download, it's clear that the band from Buenos fucking Aries, their words not mine, are fans of rock that is played in garages. This is Whiskey Hero. <laughs> Yeah. 
Pew. And if that didn't get you going, then Los Bilardos, who come from Buenos Aires, certainly will with Esther to do Ben. You just heard Everything Is Alright by Los Biliados, which Google Translate doesn't recognise. Yesterday, yesterday being the 21st of October, future listeners, Imperial State Electric announced a date at the Underworld in Camden. Of course, tickets were immediately secured. Date in question, 8th of December. To celebrate, here is Over and Over Again from All Through the Night.
Imperial State Electric, you heard, as if you need reminding, Demolition 23 and Nothing's Alright. If last night was a night of celebration, Thursday was one of quiet reflection, as Roger Siegel posted the sad news that drummer Lenny Thomas had passed away. First time I saw Lenny was uh, with Trashlight Vision back in 2005 at the Islington Academy, which uh, was before their debut album, Alibis and Ammunition, had even been released. Then, of course, he joined Wild Hearts bassist Scott Sorry in the Sad-Eyed Sinatras before Scott rechristened them Sorry and the Sinatras. <laughs>
the two tracks you just heard were Horns and Halos and Borrowed Time, featuring the drumming talents of Lenny Thomas. Song I'm going to play this week's show out with is The Ramones and Rockaway Beach, and it is for Alex from the Bathroom Wall Co.uk and his good lady wife Emily. Thanks as always for listening, and until next week, take it easy. One, two, three, four. See outside the front door Or your loving husband Who has lost his key Outside the front door Now I wonder Who it is gonna be Outside the front door But stop On the other hand Could it be that There's a real gong con man Who will take you in Outside the front door Or a mad bad axeman who is deep in sin outside the front door So put the chain on the door before you let them in through the front door So put the chain on the door before you let them in through the front door See who's there first before you open the door, put the chain on